Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Today I'm delighted to welcome Hakeem Bacha who is Deputy Talent Service Leader at Deloitte. Welcome to the podcast Hakeem. Thank you for coming and joining us today. How are you? Thanks thank you Rudi. Uh, I'm doing very well and thanks for this invitation to your podcast. It's pleasure having you here Hakeem. So just to set some context about you and what you do can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your career journey till now Sure so in Deloitte I basically am the talent shared services leader which means I run the shared services part of the talent organization for the US member firm of Deloitte uh, which means around 180,000 employees and I take care of the shared services uh, part of uh, our operations uh, from India so I'm based out of Hyderabad Uh, prior to joining Deloitte for the first 17 years of my work experience, uh, I was doing consulting work with firms like Accenture and Sufi. Wow, that's great to know. You have a lot of experience and definitely you will get a plethora of content from our conversation today. I so, hope so, I hope so. Definitely. So, as you said, you are you a lead, talent leader today. and as a leader in talent management i just wanted to ask you like what strategies have you found most effective in building and leading high performance team definitely you will be managing a lot of uh, huge number of member in a one team so like what is the most effective uh, do you think and especially in the context of global services industry so what is yeah i think the first first component of building a high performance team is talent plays a part of the role in not everything depends upon talent to build a high performing team in right it it is important that we hire right right it is important that we set the culture right yeah. uh, uh, it's important that the development strategies which you put in place is right if you don't hire people in and you can have as much development as you like and as much training in it's not going to work out and it's not going to be high performing in team in i personally believe the single biggest contributor to a high performing uh, team is getting the right leadership in place getting the right leadership training in place it's the belief that leadership is a skill hence it can be acquired it's not you're born with right and it if it's a skill it constantly needs sharpening in so it, it it's not that just because you lead a team of two people or 200 people you are a great leader or you have experience of 10 years of leading 200 people and therefore you're great it requires constant sharpening constant self assessment uh and i do believe that that's the most critical component get your leadership right and then the rest of the things will follow in talent plays an important role in terms of hiring and in terms of development in terms of setting the culture uh, part of it but that's that uh, i i w- i would depend i would say that it, it is basically you know 20 25% is what depends on talent high performance means you know you need to understand the business aspect of the whole organization and and it start delivering from there definitely i couldn't agree more with the points you just mentioned we must understand the business point what the current trend is going on what we are seeing today 
so if we'll talk about the current trend we see the technologies and you know the, the employees are more focused on their personal development plans so over the career uh, have you like how have you seen the landscape of talent development evolves and what trends or shifts have you observed 10000 years ago somebody found a chalk and a tree and started writing it and that became the instructor led design right and and we start saying that okay the instructor instructor led training started from there after that we started innovating in some pieces we got a blackboard in and then we said okay get a pencil chalk as such then we said okay let's get a projector let's get a powerpoint and yeah. that's how training started we are using exactly the same version of it today there are innovations in certain parts uh, of of this life cycle and when computers came in e learning started so basically started with a projector and you could make a slide in and you could project it through a glass projector in and that slide would get reflected in uh, and that's how we call powerpoint slide right because earlier it was virtually a slide it was a physical slide which you put in to, to a projector yeah from there uh, we have seen development in from e learning uh, to use uh, you know various late stages where we basically started integrating with lmss because there is more accountability uh, over there and then from there you shifted towards soft skills saying okay those are not soft they are really really hard the human skills which somebody brings it into the team are hard skills and it's not they are called soft skills in but they are hard to acquire uh, especially if you are not oriented towards that so i think somewhere along 2000 we shifted drastically towards those pieces in from technology earlier training saying let's train in oracle or people soft or something like that and that was early 19 1990s to close to 2010s then in 2010 i think there was a shift in where we said okay let's do continuous learning right figure out on what what needs to be what what makes a person uh, what do we call the great learner uh, then we said okay how do we personalize it mobiles came in and said let's personal let's do mobile learning gamification came in and this is from to post 2010 all of this existed before also but then it obviously picked up significantly we need to personalize training we don't want to generalize training and it needs to be tailored towards you and i think now post covid people are trying to figure out you know how do you, how do you deliver this training remotely now that does not mean an ilt or or do it via e learning or zoom the training which needs to be engaged for right people need to still understand it it's not some compliance training with somebody does in a box somewhere uh with no engagement and the whole purpose is let's answer those five seven questions at the end to pass out so i think now the phase is how do you make it much much more interactive and get engagement and it's not about clicking multiple choice questions in and i think that's where the world is going in the talent development area of how do you make it more skills focused and yeah. how do you deliver more roi at the end of the day to the firm fantastic observation hakeem i must say uh definitely the shift towards technology driven solution uh, the points you have bought and the personalized development plans because every uh, employee and everyone is focusing on upskilling themselves so these are lining with the changing dynamics of our globalized workforce so that's great so uh, moving on to the next question so with the rapid evolution of the skills required in today's workforce as we see how do you identify and develop the capabilities that organization need to stay competitive like are there any specific skills that you see becoming increasingly crucial okay so it's a very interesting question right uh, it's it's 
my point is organizational capability development has remained same since 1950s you don't change it right like human body does not change that fast and so the heart remains a heart we just understand a little bit more about the heart and we understood that there are you know whatever four ventricles as such and then we figure out what are the muscles of each ventricle and it's a pretty simple and you know you conduct a skills assessment and you do a workforce planning and you stay informed of where industry is going you use data and analytics and so uh, you combine all of this particular bit in and that's how organization capabilities get developed in we do it in different ways earlier time skills assessment was me asking you hey what do you know <laughs> oh i know java and you assume that you know java you would give some test in and if i did well you would assume that you know java exactly right uh, oh, and nowadays it's all online and it will give you a marks and say what is your proficiency in this particular bit in and do this particular course so that your proficiency increases and that's a skill assessment and yeah the leadership of the firm start doing strategic workforce planning and do we need to hire uh, fts for this particular bit in what roles what levels in can we have a gig worker and can we have you know temporary workers for particular skill sets in uh, yeah. you you do stay in in industry trend right where we are going in so we in pendulum swung towards towards work from home in covid times and now it's going the other way saying everybody needs to come to office yeah. uh, right and why is that why is everybody needing coming to office because the individual on the ground thinks work used to have it in covid times also it's not like work is not happening exactly. why should i come to office right and organizations are all trying to figure out hmm. why the why piece of you know you come to office uh, or per se that's how we keep to inform towards the industry trends and then finally you figure out between data analytics where the gaps are where the industry is where do you require workforce performance in uh, and it start plugging those gaps in to basically answer your crucial skills in like i wouldn't say ai is a big deal in right now right from a skills perspective it has to be acquired yeah. i've seen certain job roles which is 10 years ai experience in i mean it's literally 4 or 5 years old field where will you find 10 year Uh, folks in but i think what crucial skills are you know do you have learnability do you have ability to learn new skills in, right do you have collaboration skills in because if you are remote you are investing a lot collaborating right if you are in person it becomes just much much easier per se right uh, are you self productive yeah. right are you okay with dealing with ambiguous information in because not everything is very clear to everybody all the time Mm-hmm. right there is a general skill set of curiosity right i are you curious by nature so if you are dealing with an ambiguous part you will try to find out the what how where part of it by doing it or you are very satisfied in saying mm-hmm. i know this and i will become perfect in this so there are certain crucial skill sets which i would believe like collaboration skills you know how to be productive in the uncertainty times uh ai proficiency of course is going to be very very important and it's going to be like ms excel skills everybody will need to have it curiosity i i would assume that these are the crucial skills which everybody needs to develop and a skill set for leaders to figure out how do you get all of these skill sets out in a candidate why are an interview process or why are an engagement process in so that you know and you can place people right and so yeah that's that's my sort of a short big answer to your very very interesting questions regarding crucial skills and how do you develop uh, operations capability in an organization definitely that was some great points what a by you hakim i must say and it's it's evident that staying ahead requires a lot of proactive approach and to identifying and nurturing the skills uh, that will drive success in the future definitely so this almost brings us to the end of our podcast but uh, 
uh, I just wanted to ask you before we end up our conversation that for those aspiring to a career in talent development, what advice would you offer based on your extensive experience as we can see from the whole conversation right now? So are there any key principles or lessons that have been instrumental in your success? If you could share oh, those experiences. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in talent development, in right, it's it's like asking, you know, how do I become a great brain surgeon without becoming a doctor, right? So I would say the first thing you need to do is become a great talent professional, right? Understand the whole HR philosophy and before diving into talent development. And once you are into talent development, in there are certain skill sets which you will need to acquire, right? Instructional design, project management, communication, data analytics, uh, yeah. technology orientations, as such. Get familiarized with LMSs standards, SCOM, all of those particular pieces. Again, you don't need to be an expert in this, but you should know what it is so that you can have the right conversation uh, as such. Uh, make sure that you have networking capability in this field is very, very new. Uh, it basically started in 1980. So it's 20, 30 years old, right? Yeah. This is not like accounting, which is 10,000 years old. Accounting is 10,000 years old because humans started keeping numbers uh, of how many sheeps you have. And that's how it has been developed. But uh, this particular skill set is fairly um, new. Uh, I would say seek mentorship. And here, it, it's really, really important in that people confuse between a coach, mentor, and a sponsor. Right? Yeah. A coach is somebody who teaches you a game, a mentor who basically you can run towards for advice and there is no to and fro involved. Whereas a sponsor is somebody who will get you promoted in an organization. People confuse all of this with the team leader. Yeah. So these roles are different. They may be in the same person. They may not be in the same person, but it's this thing. And I think most crucially, stay informed because the whole generative AI will impact this field significantly more than any other areas because it's content, right? If the content becomes automated, then it will have a significant impact of, you know, uh, what we do and how we do. It's like when Google came in, the ability to ask questions became significantly more important than knowing the answers because answers were everywhere, right? What exactly. questions you ask becomes important. With generative AI, I do believe that staying cutting edge will become really, really important. Definitely. Very well said. Of course, prompt engineering are now a day's buzzword and everyone is focusing on that. So a wise word, Hakim. Uh, that definitely emphasize whatever is said on the industry knowledge and interpersonal skills that will uh, undoubtedly resonate with our aspiring talent developers and the great points brought up by you. Definitely your journey and your advice serves as a valuable guide for those looking to make the impact on this field. So thank you, thank you, thank you really for your kind words. Thank you so much. And I'm sure there's a lot of takeaway from the content you have shared today. Thank you for sharing this, Hakeem. Uh, so this brings us to the end of our conversation. But before we leave, can you tell our listeners where they can reach out to you? You can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, there are very few Bachas available on LinkedIn. So you can just search me and then search Deloitte and uh, you will find me over there. Thank you. Thank you, Hakeem. It was really lovely hosting you today. Thank you. Thank you. Really.